The NFL head coaching cycle is officially closed. Who had the best hire out of the nine open positions this offseason? Super Bowl winner Matt Burke joins to tell us what it is that the current Super Bowl participants need to keep in mind. And former Los Angeles Chargers quarterback Ryan Leaf talks about confidence in Joe Burrow. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? We've got all that and more for you on today's episode of Locked On NFL. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a special extra double the fun episode <laughs> of the Locked On NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making the Locked On NFL podcast both of your first listens of the That's day right. because it is super weak. That means we have extra stuff coming to you every day this week. I'm Luke Braun here with Ross Jackson. We are here at Radio Row at the Super Bowl. Today's episode is brought to you by GetUpside. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. And we have a jam-packed episode here for you. First, Ross and I are going to talk about the his Saints uh, yes. finished out the head coach hiring cycle. So we got to have opinions. And then we got a couple of really sick interviews with Matt Burke and Ryan Leaf. We're going to kick to those as well. We're going to get Bo Brock involved as well. He is just off camera. He's going to come on in a little bit. But first, let's talk about head coaches. So, on Monday, mm-hmm. Lovey Smith, Texans, done deal. Dennis yep. Allen, Saints, done deal. Um, so I get, well, you're the Saints guy. Tell me about the Dennis Allen thing real quick. Yeah, I, I think we all knew that Dennis Allen was going to be the guy. And they interviewed a bunch. They, they spent time with Eric Bieniemy, reportedly eight hours in mm-hmm. that in that interview. They also spent time with guys like Brian Flores, as well as like Darren, uh, Darren Rizzi, who was from within the organization, Aaron Glenn, who was from like, but we all knew that eventually once this hire was made, that it was very likely going to be. Dennis Allen. Yeah. He had the biggest and best interview that anybody could have shutting out the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as their interim head coach or acting mm. head coach. True, while, true, true. You know, oh, that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. man. Like, how how better is it to interview for a job by simply doing it and doing it well and shutting out the Super Bowl champions when you're in the middle of it? I mean, that was the big deal. So, you know, they, they're going to be one of those few teams that shifts to a defensive head coach. I don't really believe in the offensive head coach versus defensive head coach thing being too big of a deal. Got to know both sides the ball we'll see what happens now with the rest of the staff in New Orleans however I was with you on like I don't really care about offensive or defensive side but then my Vikings hired an offensive guy and your Saints hired a defensive guy so now I'm offensive coaches forever (laughs) that's fair that's that's fair I've changed my mind and I'm gonna scrub all the ultimate just kidding okay let's let's lay it out there who had the best Hire of the cycle. Who win, who wins head coach hiring changes? I'm going to hand mine off to the New York Giants. I think that the hire for Brian Dayball was great. And, of course, like we all saw it, once they brought in Shane as their, as their general manager, it seemed like it was going to make a ton of sense, bring them in. And so I loved that hire for the New York Giants. I think they still need to fix the quarterback spot. I don't think Daniel Jones is going to be your guy moving forward, right? There's no way to me that Brian Dayball turns Daniel Jones into Josh Allen. You know but, what I mean? But does Brian Dable know that? That's I think he does. <laughs> does he? I really okay, do. There's been some reports that he's like in on Daniel Jones. That's well, my yeah, problem with he it. He had is, to get the job. <laughs> <laughs> but like after after they, he did it, and then he's like, yeah, they want to. Okay, if they hang on to Daniel Jones and he's like, I can fix Daniel Jones, that is not my favorite hire. My favorite That's hire, fair. it's another one that happened on Monday. Uh-huh. Mike McDaniel to the Miami Dolphins. I love that hire, too. I love yeah, yeah, that hire. Biracial he, King Mike McDaniel, <laughs> by the way. By the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> For other reasons. (laughs) Yeah, my Um, reasons are different than yours. So, for one, I love the way that he... So, 
what coaching is teaching. And mm-hmm. I think that's what we forget. That's why I don't care as much about offensive, defensive side of the Completely ball. That's or why yeah, I did yeah, it yeah. before uh, today. Um, <laughs> but like, coaching is teaching. And he, if you have you heard him like teach someone something? I think yeah. he was talking to a media guy, but he was just teaching like a, he was just like explaining a football concept. Why they pitch directly back as opposed to was that in, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was and awesome. if you listen to that, it's like oh my god, that's so intuitive. Yeah. And the way he explains yeah. it is really easy to understand. And that is so valuable. Look, you get like 10 seconds to teach these guys everything. Right. Like it is so, that's what makes coaching so hard. That's why guys who have coached for 30 years can come in and go, you know, win two games because time is limited and being able to concisely explain things to people is maybe the most important thing about the job. And I love the way that he does that. Yeah. Plus you've got the Kyle Shanahan offense stuff and, and philosophies and all that. You got to go listen to Locked On Dolphins with Kyle Krabs to get more, or maybe even Locked On 49ers yeah. to, to get more insight on, on like exactly the kind of team the Dolphins are going to become. Right. But I think whatever it is that they do, I trust Mike McDaniel's ability to execute it. Yeah. You know what I'm most excited about with Mike McDaniel? Jalen Waddle. Oh. Jalen Waddle. I cannot the Debo wait. type. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait to see the way that they utilize him. It's yeah. going to be awesome. And they're going to finally get a run game out there for Tua and everything, too. They struggled in the yeah. run game a bit last year, but then started to pick it up once they started shifting to that sort of quick pass offense. I just think that Mike McDaniel is going to be able to do wonders with the talent that they do have, for sure. Who borked it? <sighs> Who did the worst job? I think maybe... <sighs> The Doug Peterson to Jacksonville one can work, but it could also go terrible. Uh, so I look at that one. Maybe Josh McDaniel to the Las Vegas Raiders is one that I have a little bit of concern about. Josh McDaniel just had a little bit of that like in and out, in and out kind of situation mm-hmm. where he's like taking jobs, he's backing out of jobs, he's interviewing for jobs, he doesn't want the job, all of that. The culture of Las Vegas has been weird. Even Alvin Kamara fell victim to it this weekend. <laughs> and so do you end weird up in city. A, Yeah, right? Do you now, it, what happens there doesn't stay there it anymore. It doesn't stay there anymore. <laughs> it's all over the news. Um, I think that, you know, the, that hire can be a little bit strange. And is Derek Carr the guy for Josh McDaniel? Maybe that's the piece of it all. Is if they don't West also, yeah, if they don't also bork the head coach or the quarterback situation, then maybe it goes a little bit better. I would keep Derek Carr in Vegas if I'm them. I don't know. I, I the fit there feels okay to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like it matches, I guess. Sure. I am not worried about Josh McDaniel's weird Colts affair. Uh-huh. I'm not worried about that. That was a long time ago. Very specific circumstances, it's fine. Fair. Um, but when it comes to Derek Carr, is Derek Carr going to be able to run that quick strike, distribute the ball, point guard thing that Tom Brady was so good at for so long? Right. Um, that feels like he – I feel like that's perfect for him. I feel like it can work. Yeah. I feel like it can work. I just don't know if it's going to be at a situation where he has the cerebral – uh, kind of like cerebral assassin situation that Tom Brady does. No, he have no, no, that no. gear. No, you know and, what and I mean. I'm not that, like that. Of course, he doesn't have that. But right. what you like, I feel like that would do a good job of limiting his deficiencies, mm-hmm. maybe. And mm-hmm. that's why I, I don't hate it as much. I don't love it though. Yeah. For the, all the reasons that you mentioned. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. Sorry, Bears. You guys should have hired an offensive guy. Uh, <laughs> Justin Fields needs somebody who's going to nurture him. Justin, Fe- So I've been talking to Lauren about this a lot. Yeah. We did a crossover and everything about it too. Um, uh, Justin Fields is in trouble. Yeah. And 
he picked up panic habits because Matt Nagy didn't nurture him. Mm -hmm. He needs somebody who's going to nurture him. Honestly, for me, when I was doing, when I was looking at like all these openings and I was looking at it because of the Vikings search Uh and Kevin O'Connell to me struck me, I was like, the Bears need that guy. It would have made so much sense. He would have been like, if if Kevin O'Connell went to the Bears, that might have been my favorite hire. Mm -hmm. And it's not my favorite hire for the, go listen to Lockdown Vikings. I've got problems with that hire for the Vikings. But for the Bears, that would have been perfect. Yeah, you know and they went with the, like a weird defensive guy. Like yeah. I don't know. I, 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 some parts of that staff give me pause. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know. I really liked Ryan Poles as the GM hire, though. So that I, I got to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, you know who else would have been a really high, good hire there? Jim Harbaugh. I mean, I couldn't believe that that didn't happen. <sighs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Man, you bring that would him back to Chicago. It would be so good. And I know you guys were fighting over Harbaugh for a little while. Would have loved to have seen that. But hey, we have so much more for you to see here all throughout the week on Radio Row. Two episodes a day here on Locked On NFL. Your usual lineup. Luke and I will be back to, on uh, Tuesday morning. You get so much of us. Of stuff. And then you're going to see us every night as well. So <laughs> get ready. <laughs> Glad to be here with you. And also, I'm sorry. Uh, but I'll tell you what. Coming up next, we're going to jump into great interview. Luke here had with Matt Burke, Super Bowl champion, played for the Ravens, played for those Vikings as well. So we're going to dive into that before we bring in Bo Brock to help us get ready for his Ryan Leaf conversation, which was also awesome. But before we get to any of that here on the Locked on NFL podcast, I want to remind you about our friends over at BetOnline.net. There's so much going on across the world of sports right now, particularly, of course, with the Super Bowl on the way. You want to bet on the first song that's going to be played in the Super Bowl halftime show, the color of Gatorade that's going to be dumped on a winning coach, whether or not we're going to see a pan to Alex Rodriguez, you can do all of that, believe it or not, over at betonline.net. They're going to get you taken care of for everything that you need in the wagering world. And it's not just football. They've got you covered for pro and college hoops. They've got you covered for NHL, UFC, MMA, all of your current and favorite games you have available there. So don't wait to take advantage of all of the offers over at betonline.net. Bet online where the game starts. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for making Locked On NFL your first listens of the day. Laurel. <laughs> Especially this week here on Super Week here on the Locked On NFL podcast. It's super exciting. So next up, mm. I am excited to share with you all a little conversation that I had with Matt Burke, who played for like 10 years for the Vikings, won a Super Bowl with the Ravens. Um, so he's been here. At Super Bowl week and all the hubbub and all that stuff, and they managed to pull out a win. It was a weird win. The power went out uh, at the at the Superdome. It was it, there was a lot to talk about. Had to get that in there for you, Ross. <laughs> it was one of the greatest <laughs> moments of New Orleans Saints Super Bowl history that they had nothing to do with. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure they had? Was wasn't there, was there a grudge maybe against like Ray Lewis or something? It's possible. Okay, I'm not gonna say there wasn't. The city of New Orleans holds grudges. <laughs> And I love it. <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, so let's, before this derails any further, yes. let's get into the Matt Burke conversation. <laughs> Luke Braun here with Matt Burke, Super Bowl champion center, Viking, Raven. Matt Burke, Matt, thank you so much for joining me. So we're here, Super Bowl Radio Row. And the thing about the Super Bowl is everybody's got to have a game. And one of the most popular games is squares. But for those who have not... Uh, and, and you have uh, something that you want to talk about with that. But before we get into that, for those who have not played the game, tell me how, how Super Squares works. Well, Super Squares is a twist on this football squares game that's been around forever. And I want to talk sure. about that. But, you know, it's, it's basically trying to match numbers to the score. Mm-hmm. And uh, Super Squares, though, it's a twist. I mean, we digitized it so you can play against people the entire country. Awesome. Uh, we, we also added a prediction element. So it's not just all dumb luck. There is some skill uh, involved as well. 
and uh, it's it's free to play. It's called Super Squares. You can download it. We're not trying to get anybody to gamble. We're not trying to sell anybody anything. We're not going to spam you for a mortgage. Uh, our, our advertisers just appreciate our game, and they pay for our massive prize pool, which on Ooh. Super Bowl Sunday is over $2 million. Ooh. And again, it's all all free, and we protect all your data and, and privacy. But we launched this last year, and last Super Bowl, we set a Guinness Book of World Records for most players ever in a squares game. Wow. But, it, but as we got to thinking, you know, this game is like, it's like an American phenomenon. It's as much a part as the Super Bowl as the chips and dip, but nobody knows where this game came from. And when you search it on, when you search it online, there's there's like there's no there's no documented history of football squares, but a hundred million people know how to play this game. So, what we're asking the football community to do is go to supersquares.com and share your square story when you first played it, when you first heard about it. If you know of a game that that's been going on years, years, we'll actually buy historical memorabilia for squares games but but we really want to start to curate the history around this game which which has become an american phenomenon all right well how about i start it off i got a story it's a fun one from when i was a kid we did one i did a squares game once i had a super bowl party with all my friends super bowl 42 that was the david tyree helmet catch game one friend and if if my my old pal frank is listening to this one friend called the giants in that squares game and he he did we didn't have a prize pool or anything because we were 14 but uh, that was that, there it is and that's how i remember that was we were all going like oh my god frank you did it yeah <laughs> he was the only guy I mean, to pick the giants and that's what i think i think i think everybody's got a squares game and that's what that's what we want to hear about at supersquares.com absolutely absolutely so uh, before we get in i want to talk to you a little bit about playing days and stuff especially the vikings because i'm a vikings fan um but first Post-playing, I know you've been up to a whole bunch of other things. So t- tell me about where you've gone since since donning various purple jerseys. Well, I, I kind of feel like Johnny Cash. I kind of feel like I've been everywhere. Um, did, uh, I did a stint in, in New York City. I worked for the league office for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Uh, moved to Florida, which is what all retired people do. Uh, but I'm back in Minnesota. Uh, I started a school three years ago. And uh, I work on uh, various, uh, I guess, you know, various projects. Um do a lot of work in the church, a lot of work in schools, and then um, uh, fortunate enough to do a lot of uh, a lot of public speaking as well. Talk to a lot of corporations. So my wife says, "What do you do all day?" And I say, "I don't really know, but 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 I am I am always busy, which is which is good for me because if sure. I have too much free time, I can get into a lot of trouble." <laughs> oh no, I'm sure there there is nothing worse than being alone with one's thoughts. Uh, exactly. <laughs> So let me let's let's get into the, the nitty gritty a little bit. Um, look, things have changed a little bit since you were in the league, uh, my man. It's it's a different world out there, especially I feel like run games have turned a lot different, but also kind of the same. Like everything old is new again a little bit. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts on the wide outside zone revolution that has swept the league. We have two wide zone coaches in the Super Bowl now. More wide. Vikings just hired a wide zone guy. It is it is everywhere, and it was also everywhere back in the '90s. And then there was like power, and then the read options. I would love to hear your thoughts on how everything is is zone running now. Well, you're exactly right, and this this is football. What's what's old is new again. Of course, um, you know. There's not many original ideas. It's just the recycling of old ideas, and you know, leak, the leak goes a certain way, and then somebody kind of goes against the trend and does it well, and then everybody will copy that. So, but as far as you know, the outside zone, um, 
I mean, big plays happen out in space, right? So sure. it's all about getting your playmakers the ball out in space. And uh, I think what you've seen now is there's um, th- th- there's there aren't any of these power running backs coming out of college anymore, right? The guys like John Riggins. I'm I'm older than you, Luke, but like John Riggins, <laughs> the massive shoulder pads, and you just run it right up the middle. If you got four yards, man, you were like high five and uh, after after the play. That was a great run. Um, I think now teams just it's it's just it's just really hard to go the length of the field at four yards of play. You, mm-hmm. you, you have to be explosive. And the way that the rules are set up in the passing game, you're going to have to score more points to mm-hmm. win football games. So to try to find a way to run the ball, because you can't throw it every single play, although some coaches would like to. Um, I think you've seen this this uh, this wide zone uh, become in vogue again. So. You can mm-hmm. get guys out there and uh, and potentially break off explosive running plays in the run. You used to, when I played, you wanted to be efficient in the running game, which meant four yards on first down, half the distance if you ran yeah. it on second down. Now, now efficiency is really not a thing. It's 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 more about explosiveness and trying to put together four or five drives a game where you score touchdowns. Yeah, the the old Adrian Peterson famine famine feast deal. Um, yeah. So you, yeah. so it's super weak. Uh, you, my, my friend, you've been here, huh? So I, I would love to hear for somebody, maybe a young player on the, on the Bengals or Rams or something like that, what is something during the week leading up to the Super Bowl that you maybe wish you knew the year you played in it? Hmm. Um, that's a good question. You know, I mean, well, one thing I think that I would I would recommend to players in the game, I mean, you hear a lot about, Oh, enjoy it. You know, enjoy the experience. You might not never get back. I think the, the best advice I got was from Steve Hutchinson, one of my former teammates who mm-hmm. had played in the Super Bowl and lost. So Steve Hutchinson said, make sure you win the game because he lost a Super Bowl. And I think it kind of haunted him, you know, for his for his career. So when I went when we went to the Super Bowl, I mean, I was locked in. I didn't watch any TV. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen to anything. I wasn't online. I was just all about the game. And the only time I relaxed was at night. I would go out to dinner with you know, with my family and, and, and a small group of friends. But I made sure I was doing everything I could to make sure that I went out there and did everything I could to help help my team win the game. Um, so I'd say, you know, don't get don't. There's a lot going on. And I know guys get caught up in it. Don't get caught up in all the uh, in all the hoopla. You can go back next year when your team's not playing in it and mm-hmm. enjoy the festivities. But as a player, you you have a job to do while you're there. That's great stuff, man. Like, you guys were awesome. And I'll tell you, the big thing that stood out for me was the idea of, like, being mentally prepared for the biggest moments. And I'm going to tell you how to be prepared for the little moments, though. Because in a moment here, we're going to be talking with Ryan Leaf. We're going to have Bo come in, talk all about that, share some of that interview. But let me tell you how to be prepared for the little moments. Gas prices, Los Angeles, high. I paid $5.09 per gallon the other day. And... You know what the funny part is? I didn't. I didn't pay that, but that was the price. And the reason why I didn't pay that is because of that yeah. Get Upside app, my favorite <laughs> app that's out there. And don't forget, you can go and download it for free. There's no catch, nothing like that. Super easy. You just put in the promo code TOUCHDOWN once you download it. That way, for your first fill-up, 25 cents per gallon or more back on that first fill-up. And after that, you just continue to save money at the pump. No more spending and paying full price at the pump whenever you have to fill up your car. It goes into an account for you that you can withdraw. You could have it go straight to your bank account. You could have it go to PayPal, or you can have it go to you in some type of gift card like Amazon or yeah. other brands as well. I do the That's Amazon ones a lot. Yeah, I really yeah, like yeah. those. So 
Check it out. Get Upside app. Download it for free wherever you get your apps. Don't forget that promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents back per gallon or more on your first fill-up. It's a Get Upside app. And once again, don't forget that promo code TOUCHDOWN. All right, continuing on with this special bonus episode of Locked On NFL. I've switched co-hosts. Now Bo Brock is here because Bo had a really cool conversation today with Ryan Leaf. Tell me about it. I feel like I always have a great conversation with Ryan Leaf out here. This time, it wasn't making me gasp because he's telling, telling me about how he almost ended his life or that he went to prison. It was about the quarterbacks in the Super Bowl and how it's kind of a zero-sum game for Matthew Stafford and the Rams and then just the incredible run from Joe Burrow in his second season, the ACL surgery, how impressive he's by the young kid. It's the Locked On NFL podcast in Los Angeles, the site of Super Bowl 56, Cincinnati Bengals, Los Angeles Rams. Joining us now, one of the great comeback stories, post-career Ryan Leaf, of course, the host of the Bust podcast. Ryan, thanks for joining us, man. You bet. My pleasure to be here. Los Angeles, the site of Super Bowl 56. What, what, what do you think, man? Are they, are they doing it right out here? I mean, it, it's so spread out, you yeah. know, so I think it's a perfect city for that unless you want, you know, everybody especially during a pandemic. It's a perfect time for that. If you want a city that's got everybody in one spot, you know, it, it may be it may be difficult to kind of get around and stuff like I live here. I live like 20 minutes from here, so uh, it's convenient for me. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, not bad. When you look at this matchup, a pair of number 1 overall picks, right. different routes to the Super Bowl, Joe Burrow two short years, Matthew Stafford it took him 12 seasons to get to this point, win his first playoff game. Heavy expectations to turn around. A couple losing franchises. You faced that yourself when you got into the league. What's more impressive to you, the quick run to the Super Bowl like Joe Burrow or Matthew Stafford? I think they're both really impressive. But what Joe Burrow has been able to do, right, no one expected this. This was a four-win team from a year ago. Yeah. They were picking first overall two years ago, right? Uh, and Joe Burrow gets uh, taken out of his first season with, with a knee injury. So no one expected that at all, except for Joe and everybody in that, in that locker room, I think. On the other side of things, I think when you go out and trade for somebody like Matthew Stafford, there was a ton of expectation. So I don't know sometimes whether it's harder to mm -hmm. do what no one expects you to do or what everybody expects you to do. Because even in this game, there's no expectation for Joe Burrow and Cincinnati to win the game. It's all on the LA Rams and what they did and what they mortgaged and what they put into winning a championship because you could argue if they do not win a championship on Sunday mm -hmm. this season will be considered a failure mm -hmm. in the eyes of a lot of people. Yeah, it's a zero sum some games sometimes especially with the NFL where it is uh, lessons you learn when you see a cocky, not, not cocky, that's the wrong word, confident kid like Joe Burrow. Do you kind of get scared? Do you ever hesitate when you look at a guy with that high of confidence? No, I think most guys have that. Uh, even I had it, but you have to go back it up with mm -hmm. your play, and he's definitely done that. So I think there are, I think there is fear in the eyes of people when they're facing Patrick Mahomes, when they're mm -hmm. facing Josh Allen, when they're definitely facing Lamar Jackson, and they have that when they face Joe Burrow. When you added Jamar Chase to the mix, that that combo made for a very difficult. Uh, night sleep for defensive coordinators all over the NFL. Yeah, some uh, high-powered offenses for sure when you look at the other weapons, the playmakers in this contest. You know, you've got Odell Beckham Jr., you've got Cooper Cup, the incredible season he had, Jamar Chase in his first season taking the top off every defense he faces. Who impresses you the most? Uh, Cooper Cup, just simply because he's the best wide receiver in football, yet yeah. he continues to get open. I mean, that's when everybody in the whole stadium knows where the ball's going, mm -hmm. yet he still finds a way to get open, and Matthew Stafford gives him the ball. I mean, both touchdowns to Cooper in the NFC Championship were situations where you were like, okay, they're going to Cooper, they're going to Cooper. 
bracket him. Put somebody on the outside yeah. of him. You know, they decided to man him up, and he's just going to win those one-on-one -on -one battles. He's worked his tail off throughout his career to be the best route runner in the in the NFL right now. Is it is it pretty shocking? I mean, you played just a few miles from him in Pullman, Washington State. He's at Eastern Washington. It's an even further route to the NFL. Yeah, and he destroyed my Cougar team one year. <laughs> they played, and, and it was one of the uh, early FCS losses yeah. for uh, um, Mike Leach against Eastern Washington, and he just – he he let them have it. So we knew who Cooper Cup was. Yeah. And I think every and of course everybody in the in the entire world understands and knows who he is now. Yeah. Well, I mean, we knew him with the team with the red field, but uh, they kind of became kind of a serious FCS school after that. No no doubt about it. As far as what's the X factor in your opinion, as far as this contest goes, like we talked about the offense. Both of them can play defense. Is it not even an X factor? Is it that, that big nine, number ninety nine? How do you combat a guy like Aaron Donald? It's going to be protection. It's going yeah. to be what you do up front on the, on the line of scrimmage really is. It, it usually comes down to that. If they can protect enough for Joe Burrow, um, that's a different story. It's what that Cincinnati Bengals defense can do in this game because they, they're the reason why Cincinnati's here. Mm -hmm. Besides McPherson and his foot, the defense, what they did in the second halves against the Kansas City Chiefs in Week 17 and then in the AFC Championship, I don't know how you go about that, how you can – uh, overstate that more when uh, when Hilton mans up with Tyreek Hill in the slot and they do not let him get loose for one catch in the whole game mm -hmm. in the second half. That's the difference maker. You know, you got Trey Hendrickson getting after the quarterback, Sam Hubbard. Those are going to be the storylines, I think, when when you get late in that football game. Bust is the podcast. The host Ryan Leaf. What storylines are you talking about most this week? Uh, this week we're just we're talking about the storylines around uh, Matthew Stafford and the and the decision that the LA Rams made a year ago, right, to move away from a quarterback that got them to a Super Bowl, mm -hmm. but because of people like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and even jo jo Justin Herbert and now Joe Burrow, you have to have a quarterback that can get you past it. And, and you may be in a situation where you have a quarterback that misses one throw in the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. a la Jimmy Garoppolo, and you're looking for something new. That's exactly what this is. They moved off from Jared Goff, brought in Matthew Stafford, who they thought was going to be the difference maker. He has lived up to the hype. He's played about as good as you can in the playoffs, and now he's got to go out and close it and finish it. Worth the draft capital that he spent. If uh, they win it. Yeah, if they win it, absolutely. Ryan Leaf, Bust is the podcast. Always great to catch up with the second overall pick out of 1998. Ryan, thanks for catching up with us. You bet. My pleasure. Cooper Cup, always open. Uh, 2,000 yards, but uh, still finding ways to get open in the postseason, and he's going to be a big factor come Sunday. That's wild. I, a person with absolutely no reason to believe in the uh, Rams coaching staff, believe it's a coaching thing. It, yeah, yeah, it's that and a talent thing and Matthew Stafford <laughs> getting him the ball thing. thing. But, yeah, yeah it, all, it all works into just one unstoppable force in Cooper Cup. There were a lot of, like, conversations about Stafford, about, like, will he finally be unlocked? And here we are in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's really is. cool stuff. Yeah, and that's what Ryan Leaf was talking about. It's just like, hey, they went all in on, on Matthew Stafford and how it's to win this game. It's yeah. not just to win one playoff game. It's to win the Super Bowl, and that's, that's where they are where they are. So we're going to talk more about all of that with both Locked on Rams and Locked on Bengals tomorrow on Locked on NFL. We're going to do this extra bonus show every single day here on Super Week. So you're going to get a lot more of that. While you wait, go check out the Locked on Bets podcast with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. They're doing a great job making sure that your bets are all set, especially for betting Christmas, which is the Super Bowl prop bet Christmas. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a great week, and I hope you stick around with us here on the Locked On NFL Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.